At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hi, folks. Just letting you know about that YouTube channel that I started. NLCast.com slash YouTube will get you there. And uh, like and subscribe. June 11th, 2022 is the NarthexCon 2020 located at Benton Park Cafe in St. Louis, Missouri. Registration is open. Go to nlcast.com slash NarthX for more information. Rated E for everyone, 10 and up. This episode is brought to you by our patrons like Brooks, Henry, and Sam Euler, who support the show on a monthly basis. Join the club and get patron-only bonus stories, stickers, and more. Sign up today at patreon.com slash thatstoryshow. This is Larry the Cu- I mean, Jerry the Cucumber, and you're listening to That Story Show. Bob! Hey! This is that story show, people. Hallelujah! Hey, who's yeah. cooking pizza? I turn into a bat. I flew into this tweet. I left her some guano. Hey, how you doing, podcast people? This is that story show where we bring your real life stories into the spotlight. This is episode 402, brought to you the week of February 3rd, 2022. I'm your host. My name is James Kennison, and my good friend is here. Hey, I'm John, and I've got friends in low places. Oh, where the whiskey drowns and the beer chases yeah. my blue. Have I done away. that one before? Because I feel like I've said that and in, in real okay. life. I don't know. We're not really allowed to talk about what flows and what chases on this show, are we? <laughs> I don't know. We're eat. We're, we're ten and up. <laughs> what he meant to say is where the grape juice flows oh, yeah. and the yeah. uh, and the orange soda chase. <laughs> okay, right, so doing, in man? your town, um, liquor and stuff is probably behind a glass case. Well, up until a couple of years ago, we lived in what was called a dry county. Oh, wow. Meaning liquor was not even able to be sold uh, within our county. In fact, I don't think there are what you would call liquor stores uh, in our county. However, there are in the surrounding counties. So, yeah. Well, here in St. Louis, it's out on the, on the same rack like the bread is. It's just... <laughs> Three lanes of it, man. Anything you want. Hard, soft, you know, brown, clear. I don't even talking know. Talking about bread still? Yeah. Still talking about oh. bread. No, we're talking about liquor, <laughs> baby. They they love it. And and then when you go to check out at the cash register, instead of a tub of like, uh, you know, little snack candies or, or gum or whatever. No, there's little bottles. It's just little bottles like you'd get on the airplane and people huh. buy two or three of them on their way out. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, back until a, a few years ago, even still, you couldn't even buy beer on Sunday. So, yeah. That's, yeah, I remember like that. Like the in whole, Georgia. that whole aisle was like dark. Yep. They used to put caution tape across it. Way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In, yeah. Some, in some towns. But, uh, it, it, it come, come to St. Louis, everybody. It's, it's the city is, is uh is just rife with drunk driving so just oh, come on because you can get the little bottles at the yeah, checkout just get a couple of them for a dollar right and, next to the bubble gum right 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 so yeah it's Love. good good for kids to see anyway um we always start with an opening story and and today's uh show is very special because it's a theme show and it, yeah it is uh it is themed after church 
is a church-themed episode. So we're really excited about that, and we hope you are too. We've got stories full of church goodness. So I'm going to turn that off. And we're going to take up an offering and uh, have an altar call at the end. Yeah, sure. Nice. Sure. Well, we'll have people get on planes to come down to the altar. So (laughs) my altar is the only one that matters there. All right. This one's from Mr. Actor Kid. It's called Bible Bird. Hi, I'm Mr. Actor Kid, and I've been volunteering to work with the K through five fifth grade uh, or K through five grade Sunday school class at my church. Well, first of all, thank you. First, yes, for doing that because John's been a kids pastor. I've been a kids pastor, and volunteering is it's where it's at, man. It's what we need. Uh, one such week, though, I was preparing to help teach a Sunday school class, and there were no, there were two rooms connected by a door in between, and there mm. was a K five area and the toddler area. As we were setting up the lesson, my sister wandered into the baby room, and when she spotted a particular, particular winged creature. Sitting atop the television screen, it was not a bat, nor was it John in bad bat form. It was a good-looking, <laughs> albeit confused, bird. So, yeah, we don't, we don't, we do bats here. We don't do bird stories. Anyway, mm-hmm. my my sister pointed it out, leading us to wonder what to do next. We stood in the room and opened the door wider. Oh, because birds love doors; they know exactly what to do when you open the door. Um, the church bird did not stay on the television screen for long as he wanted to get a different angle on that classroom. The Holy Spirit bird landed on the wall onto a Bible timeline, and then he walked along the timeline as if the Christian bird was reading the Bible timeline. Apparently, he wanted to attend the lesson and learn about the yeah. Lord to tell his other bird friends. So, uh, our Where was mo- King David in all of this? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. walking along the... Bible timeline there. Our mom turned off all the lights, leaving the only light bleeding in being um, outside the door. The Godbird flew close to the door, but did a slight turn landing on the Christian flag up on the wall. Man, this classroom is stereotypical as all get out in it. It's got everything. <laughs> yeah. Suspense, drama, Christian flags, Christian flag. Bible timelines, I- everything, man. Bird was taking a tour of the whole church. Then the Bible, disciple bird took flight into another classroom. After a more unsuccessful provoking, after more unsuccessful provoking and more lights being turned off, the religious bird flew out of the door into the wilderness. We don't know where the bird went, but my theory is the Bible bird took flight straight to heaven. He flew up and reported to God that John Steinklauber was being a good oh. job. Doing a good job as an angel down here on earth. Thanks for reading. Hope it makes it on the show. <laughs> and uh, uh, we'll, we'll talk to you later, Mr. Actor yeah. Kid. So that bird came in confused and left religious. I'm not sure how to feel about that. I, 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 I think birds are, um, I think all birds go to heaven. So except for seagulls. Yeah. Yeah. What about what about roosters who crow at three o'clock in the morning? They're 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 praising God. That's that's what uh, it's my understanding. That is a good way to look at it. Yeah. It, yeah. Um, it, I, I think I did have a bird go to heaven yesterday when yeah. I got home from work. Amy said one of our chickens is missing. Oh so. no! <laughs> she said she heard some squawking and went out there and didn't see anything. And then when she closed the chickens up. Because it was after dark by the time I got home. Um, yeah, we were minus a chicken. So no way. One of our chickens went to heaven. Oh goodness! <laughs> Something got a hold of it. Something did. Anyway, hey, uh, it's time for us to do uh, weekly rewind. Rewinding. I thought I shared this before, but um, apparently I haven't. It it's um. It's it's kind of gross. <laughs> so, oh, <laughs> it's it's called spider fight. Um, but I went to the bathroom the other day, and uh, down in the toilet was a spider, and it was trying to get out of the toilet. <laughs> and I decided that I felt rather godlike, not our god, you know, not a good god. I've, you felt like one of those uh, those uh, Greek mythological yeah. 
little god yeah just right? the ones that like to mess up people's lives with yeah. their with their powers and so um i'll just kind of keep it short and sweet but uh i had to go to the bathroom and i was standing up <laughs> and we all are familiar with the way men go to the bathroom so i'm I, not <laughs> i had a fight with the spider <laughs> <laughs> who won i won <laughs> okay good <laughs> Okay. He I was he, afraid you're gonna he, say he, he he hung in there, man. He was running all over the place and I was chasing him down. <laughs> but finally <laughs> he was overwhelmed. And, and as soon as he hit the main <laughs> the main water, I flushed it. <laughs> and he uh, there you he, go. He was gone. So I know there are there are a lot of spider lovers out there, you know, that just love spiders and they just think they're the greatest things. I am not one of those people. <laughs> spiders <laughs> I, i've never caught a spider doing anything helpful around the house uh, you know um if if i, I mean, even, they eat bugs that's what they say that's what people say i've never turned on the light and a spider's been munching on a bug that i didn't like you know um no i l- turn on a light and matter of fact last night my wife tells me i slept through it apparently that my daughter screamed bloody murder my wife thought my daughter had been attacked the truth was my oh. daughter had woken up and a spider had crawled across her sheets and she threw the blanket over the spider <laughs> and jumped up in a chair and started screaming like crazy. And my wife came in and tried to find the spider, but it was long gone. Too late. And and there's Jenna standing in the chair like a spider can't climb up a chair, you know, if he right. really wanted to get to her. <laughs> so... Does the screaming help? Does I, I mean, does it scare? I know it scares away something. It would scare me away. But I, she's just does a, it help with? She's like her dad. You know, I scream really loud when when somebody scares me. Um, it's usually part of a song, though, or it sounds like it is a part of a song. Like, <laughs> you know, something like that. So, but uh, I don't know. She she thought it helped. So. I, my well, wife said it I was mean, a bit of an overreaction and, and that, that is Jenna pretty much to, to a T is a bit of an overreaction. So I, I, I wouldn't know because I wouldn't want to say anything that would get me in trouble. Well, you don't have girls either. You don't know. Exactly. So I, ha- I have a wife and she's a girl Yeah. and, uh, but she's like, she doesn't, she, you know what? She does get worked up over some like critters. Cause, uh, there was something the other day. I, it probably was a spider, some kind of bug in the house, and and she she shrieked like that. And I was like, "What in the world's going on?" And uh, she's like, "It was a spider or something, or whatever." Ran across the floor. So you know what? She does do that. I I just uh, yeah. And and it's always our job to take care of it. And we we go get our, our weapons. You know, a paper towel. Yeah. And <laughs> or a shoe. <laughs> squish it. You know. Uh, she hates roaches more than anything. And unfortunately, we get those occasionally. But we're just as scared of them as they are. I don't understand because if I look in the, if I if I look in the paper towel and the spider's not there, I'm like, oh, so, <laughs> where did it go? Oh gosh, it's on me! <laughs> it's crawling down your back, and you can't see it. Yeah, yeah, on oh, my neck or up my back of my hair. You know, just not good. Anyway, what's going on in your world? I had a spider fight and I won, so I'm feeling pretty good. <laughs> well. Interestingly enough, my story takes place in the bathroom too. All right. Completely different. So here at uh, the school that I work with, our middle school boys, for some reason, think that that paper towels are just, I don't know. I, they're just amusing to them. So they would like rip them out by the handfuls and throw them all over the place. And the bathroom just oh was terrible. Oh, gosh. And it would it it drove the people in charge crazy enough that they decided to put in these new hand dryers. Okay. And these hand dryers are like small jet engines. Yeah. You know those kind that of just yeah. shoot out this crazy concentrated, not the Dyson ones, the air blades. Those are right, cool. But right. this is like a jet engine down at the bottom. It just shoots this and it's got a blue light on it. I don't it, know. Does if it have like a sticker clean. that says feel the power? No, but it should. Okay, because some of them do, and I'm always amazed. I'm like, I feel the power. Feel the power. Well, I discovered something today, just today, and I'm kind of excited about it. You see, if 
went because I always wash my hands. This is what I do. Anytime I even walk near a bathroom, I feel like I need to wash my hands. I don't know if it's an OCD thing or what, but I wash my hands. Uh, but these hand dryers, if you hold your hands the right way, that concentrated stream of air can blast between your hands and make the perfect fart sound. <laughs> it's great. It is. It goes. <laughs> so I am looking forward to going into that bathroom when there's a bunch of middle school boys in there, and I'm just going to go ahead and wash my hands and make that sound. All right, just for the record, I'm going to repeat exactly what John just said. I'm looking forward to going to the bathroom when there's a lot of middle school boys in there. All right. Okay. Yes, thank you for uh, – can, can I edit that a little bit? Because that didn't sound like the way I wanted it to – uh, just, I was going to say, don't teach those boys that because then the school will have spent all this money and all the, the whole day, they'll just be, you know, all. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And then the boys Kids won't be, like, be able to go to the bathroom. You know, are you going to make the sound? No, I promise teacher. I won't, you know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I think, thank you for leading me and correcting me on that. I, I, uh, have replaced my mind when it comes to, uh, making that sound when there are people in that room. <laughs> Because I'll be walking by. It's right near my office, so I'll walk by it all day and just hear. Yeah, yeah, listen to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's bad enough anyway. Kids, we'd rather you smoke in the bathroom than no than make fart noises. That's that's what John's school would say. So, no. um, hey, patrons, I just want to thank all of our patrons. Uh, it's awesome. Uh, Brent just became a five dollar patron, and I want to thank him. Thanks, Brent. Uh, just a just a mention about patronism, and and being a Patreon person. Uh, I took a, a a brief poll recently, and most people said that what they wanted out of the show was more stories, and uh, we we squeeze as many stories into the show as possible, yeah. and so there is a limit. But our bonus content is all stories. So if you That's want it. more from your favorite podcast, the best way to do it is to become a patron. And uh, we have several levels. One starts at a dollar a month. Then we got a $3 a month, a $5 a month. Of course, we'd love for you to do whatever you can. But if you're a uh, person that can't handle doing anything more, our, uh, like a lot of our middle schoolers have somehow talked their parents into letting them become dollar uh, patrons. And uh, every little bit helps. So... And if you pay annually, you save a little money. And so for less than 10 bucks, you get a year of our bonus stories and bonus content uh, all the way around. So that's the that's that's what I just want to let you know. A lot of people said we want more stories. We we do have more stories there um, in the bonus content. We can't have a two hour show, you know, so uh, and bonus. You know what? Some of the stories that go in that bonus content is is. Is, is some good stuff. So let me just say, yeah, that. yeah. And it, and it usually is between 13 to 20 minutes of extra content every single time. So, uh, and not only will you get, you know, ongoing episodes, you'll have an archive of stuff that you haven't yet heard, um, all based on your old favorites. Yeah. So there we go. I'm not sure if we mentioned Wes Richards became a $1 patron. So I just wanted to mention what? that too, just in case. Thanks, Wes. Uh, Wes. Wes is a longtime listener of the show. We appreciate you, man. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, Visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Uh, let's jump into some stories. It's time for listener stories, people. Yahoo! Is there anybody going to listen to my story? 
All right. Um, this one's called this is from Victoria. Remember, we got a church theme. So uh, be looking for the theme, kids. Um, the wall is what this one's called. A long time ago, when uh, back when most headphones had cords and TV screens were thicker, it was a humble church. And this church was our predominant dwelling on Saturday mornings where we'd study the word of our Lord in a calming establishment. But not all mornings were peaceful, specifically after us little ones hadn't slept a good 10 hours. <laughs> on one of those faithful days, us kids decided to indulge in a game of hide-and-seek tag. A little, let me just give you a little secret. As a children's pastor, that's the only game kids play at church. The only one <laughs> is involves running and chasing. Um, well, any t- anytime they get an open room, man, that's what they do, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I can't tell you how many millions of times I said over a microphone, "No running and no, no chasing. Stay off steps and stage, and no running and chasing." I don't yeah. know how many times I said that. Oh my goodness! But anyway, soon we were galloping around, unsure of even who it was we were chasing. We were having a, a mighty fun, though a lot of fun. Mm. A few minutes in. I had abandoned my spirited energy and reclined on an uninhabited chair. Suddenly, a scream reached my ears. Rushing to the scene, I found my brother, or my father, holding my little brother in his arms. He and my brother were drenched in blood. It wasn't. You have to say drenched. It wasn't the blood of Jesus either. (laughs) Apparently. Oh, and thank you, chat room, for putting a daggum spider in there. That's wonderful. I'm going to cancel our live shows right now. I'm telling you what. <laughs> if every time we mention something gross and they post it in the Dagum chat, that's how the Dagum chat gets canceled. So <laughs> uh, I don't like spiders. Apparently, my brother had been running full speed into the edge of a wall. Yum. Uh, that sounds like the, cor- uh, the corner of a wall. The wall had gotten a good quarter inch into his round head. <laughs> Sounds like brain trauma. The the blood found uh-huh. fountained out. Fountained. Oh, why? Heads do bleed a lot, man. Have you ever had one of your kids bust his head open? Yeah, it's yeah. Because our heads, our craniums are so vascular. Yes. Yeah, and and there's a lot of blood pressure pushing that blood up mm-hmm. uh, uh, the opposite way it should go. Um, but anyway, uh, it was fountaining out until paper towels w- were wrapped quickly around his gaping. <laughs> Hole. Um, thankfully, my brother wasn't seriously hurt. Sounds like he was. You just spent the last two sentences telling us he was. But anyway, he, he received a pretty good scar <sighs> to remember that horrid day. But did he learn his lesson? It's the question she has. I hope you cringed and cried as you read my story. John did. Victoria. Thank you. Victoria. So we're done, John. We made it through. You know when you know about when you're about to pass out, how your skin gets clammy and stuff. Really, I'm getting there. Really, yeah. man. Do you not? Do you not pass out? I mean, it's been a while since I've done that, but I get this real cold sweats, and then then everything goes dark. So you 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 almost did that, huh? I was getting to that point where I needed to sit down almost. So oh my, goodness. I just I don't know why Victoria had to be so graphic with explaining. You could have just said he ran into the wall. You didn't have to say that there was a fountain of blood flowing from his head <laughs> or, or that, you know, there was a gaping hole. Yeah. But what would the story be otherwise? You know, my brother flew into a wall. He bled. My father carried him. He was not seriously injured. All was well. You know, who yeah, wants to right. hear, who wants to hear that? You know? Let's 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 do the John version. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Thank you. Hi, my name's Victoria, and I love church, and uh, I love Jesus and horses, and my boyfriend too. I'm a good girl. <laughs> Thanks, I'm Tom. crazy about Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> I feel a song coming on. Could you sing this? <laughs> but uh, we were running around because we were just some goofballs. We were just goofballs, just goofballing all around the church, and. I was sitting down because I ran out of goofball. I just ran out all of a sudden, but my brother did it and he ran into a, a, a wall. And, um, thankfully, thankfully, uh, it wasn't very hard. It was, he was actually running in slow motion. 
and um, he he fell on his tush. Um, but he landed on a lamb that we keep Aww. at the church. <laughs> so much better. Yeah, and uh, the lamb, it didn't hurt the lamb. The lamb is used to it. He, he, he runs around and catches children when they fall. And Aww. it's just a... I like that church. It's such a great thing. And my dad um, wasn't even there because he was out drinking with his friends uh, on a Sunday, <laughs> and um, and he <laughs> he hits us a lot when we go to church. So Stop it. it's um, what's it's going on? Terrible. Matter of fact, when we did get home, he uh, he had gotten in an accident, and um, two of his legs had almost been sawn all the way off, and um, he tracked blood all the way into the house, and uh, we. We I don't like took the story some anymore. of the blood and we made a smoothie out of it. Oh, come and, on. Uh, <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> it's oh, good. You know when you get lightheaded because you laugh too hard? <laughs> yeah. Well, I wasn't. I was lightheaded because you're making it disgusting. <laughs> oh, it was too perfect. So anyway, I had to mess it up. Sorry. Oh. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Deep breath. I will reset myself and push from my mind all the nastiness that just came <laughs> from your fake story and Victoria's fake story. It was story. sweet, though. Everybody. There was a lamb, and it caught people. <laughs> well, that was great up until then. <laughs> then it got dark and You scary. enjoyed it too much. I had to ruin it. <laughs> so, so sorry. I thought you were going to start singing something about uh, goofballing. Because he's he's a good boy. Just ran into a wall and... I, don't, I can't make songs up like you do, so I'll just move to the next story. Are you ready? I am. I'm sorry. This is a good one. It's a skirt scare from oh. Emmy Holloway. Oh, boy. It's, you just hold on, because I've got some advice for everybody after this one. Just, yeah. Because I've, I've read it. It's good. So Emmy starts off, one night we were at music practice and we were really belting it out, you know, just getting into it. We were practicing an upbeat song that has the line, you've got a right to praise him. You ought to praise the Lord. Wow. I don't know that song. I don't so either, but it sounds very forceful. It sounds like I can hear like the whole church in unison and they're just, you got a right to praise him. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> yeah. Well, she continues, my pastor, I think PW is pastor's wife, right? Right. My pastor's wife, I'm going to say it is. My pastor's wife was on the piano, and this woman can sing. Or pastor's a, widow. A, pastor's widow. <laughs> I don't know. Or, or, I was thinking praise and worship, or but that doesn't. No. <laughs> my praise and worship was on the piano. Um, she can sing, though. The PW can sing. And there's this cut part in the music, and she belted out, you've got a right to shave him. <laughs> to shave him. And everyone and everything stopped, and we laughed forever about it. That's great. That's great. One eternity later. But this story doesn't stop from Emmy. It keeps going. Because she says another time, we were having a youth fun night, and we were playing a little game called Dizzy Stick. James, do you know what Dizzy Stick is? I, I don't. Would you tell me? Well, Emmy's going to tell us. She says, I'll explain how to play. We had these light-up flashy sticks that you hold in front of you, and you watch them while you spin around 15 times in the front of the sanctuary. As, as soon as you finish your 15th spin, you had to make a mad dash around your assigned side of the church. Now, she, she wants to lay out a, a mental map for us, and she says, think of a smaller church with two rows of pews, mm -hmm a side aisle on each side, and a center aisle. Got it. Just like, uh, just like our church growing up, right? Yep, yep. I bet you she has wood paneling on the walls, too. <laughs> mm -hmm. If not, then I'm imagining it because that's what it is. So then you, once you do your, your 15 spins, you then had to run up the center aisle, and the first uh, to touch the pulpit won. You know what, James? That sounds like Sunday night church in a Pentecostal church, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> except you might except, call it a except in a Pentecostal church, everything starts at the front. You know, <laughs> well, that's where they started too. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. I was about to say because if you got to dance, that you got to do it. In the, there's a rule. There's an unwritten rule. It's got to be at the front. 
so everybody can see I mean, you do it. Everybody's got to see I've it. I've never yeah. seen anybody go to the back of the church to dance. And it's always been a thing in my head. I'm like, wait a minute. If this was just for Jesus and you didn't care, wouldn't you just do it wherever you were? Anyway. Yeah. No, nobody goes out to the parking lot. No. No. <laughs> we won't get too theological. Let's, no. let's stick to this. Yeah. This story. It's a funny show. It's yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, Emmy says, I was up against the youth leader, so I was incredibly dizzy, but I, I kept the track. I got about halfway up the middle aisle and felt my skirt go up about halfway down, go halfway down. So oh, like no. she, was, she was losing it. She says, thank the Lord I was wearing a long, solid slip. I looked up and my pastor was at the pulpit directly in front of me. He saw and flew his jacket up over his face. <laughs> what a good man. <laughs> I am going to save that young lady's dignity by throwing this jacket over my face. <laughs> Meanwhile, the youth leader was so dizzy, he was actually bouncing down his side of, of the aisle of the wall. All the boys were busy cheering him on and didn't notice. True. But I was so embarrassed, I yanked my skirt up, chunked my dizzy stick at the pulpit so I would still win, and I ran out. I totally won. But I cried in the bathroom for an hour from embarrassment. <laughs> Poor thing. Poor Emmy. Emmy. I am so sorry that happened to you. But I've got some great advice. Okay. And James, I don't know if I've shared this on a story before, but I'm going to quickly share this. So when I was in high school, I played football. I played flag football because our school was so small and, um, you know, we didn't have a big team. So we played flag football. We didn't win any game. Oh, but one of the things about flag football is you wear this belt and it has flags on it. And instead of being tackled, people, they grab the belt of flags and they pull it down. Well, that belt is also, you know, closely connected to your pants. <laughs> so on more than one occasion, <laughs> more than uh, my pants had been pulled down oh, no. in, in the middle of a great play. I'm sure we would have won if my pants hadn't been yanked down. Oh. And when you are carrying the ball and everybody's watching you from the sidelines and the family and the cheerleaders and and then they're there without your pants, yeah. there's nothing you can do. And one particular uh, event happened. Um, I was wearing my, my lucky underwear because, you know, <laughs> we didn't win any games, but this particular pair of underwear, I felt like I played better when I wore them for some reason. Okay. And, they were they were these these blue silky like boxers, <laughs> and so my pants of course got pulled down when I was wearing my blue silky uh, boxers. So when you're in a situation where your pant where you get pantsed, you know, or ankled or whatever you want to call it, yeah. the only thing you can do is take a bow and pull your britches back up. Is that what you just, did? You took a bow. That's all you can do. Take a bow and pull your pants back up. And get back in the game. So which so. side faces the audience when you take that bow? <laughs> <laughs> Do you bow towards them or away from them? <laughs> I think you bow towards them. Okay. Um, I was going to tell a story about, I, I've told it on the show before, but man, it bears repeating. We had a pastor on our staff. His name was Mike. It still is, but uh, it was then too. <laughs> And uh, he was he was a very happy man, <laughs> to the point that he got on my nerves. <laughs> he was just, <laughs> I know what you mean. He was perpetually blessed by God, like always, <laughs> to the point that I wondered if it was real. Because he would he'd be like, how you doing? He's like, I'm too blessed to be depressed. You know, it's stuff like that all the time. Yeah. Hallelujah to you. Let the Holy Ghost flow through you. You know, oh, come on. <laughs> Oh man, but um he was talking to this old lady. She had her hands full of something and and um as they're talking her her bottom half of her dress, I I thought it was a dress, but it was a skirt just went down to her ankles. Boom. And she's so embarrassed and and has an armful of stuff she can't do anything. He doesn't oh. even think anything about it. He just goes down. <laughs> He grabs that skirt and he works it all the way up to her, oh. her waist. Oh. And if she wasn't embarrassed before, she was then because she quickly wow. made her way out of there. It was, uh, 
it was absolutely horrible. And he don't think nothing of it. He's just, he just, you know, he saw a need. Yeah. <laughs> and he, and he did what was necessary to fix it. But, um, <laughs> I don't know what I'd have done, but I would not have grabbed the woman's clothes and put them back on her. Like she was an I infant, you know, I think you could go to jail for that. Yeah, you take this stuff from her hands and allow yes, her to do that. Yes, there you go. I've thought about it for years. I've never come up with that solution. That is, I, I oh. would just want to turn around is 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 the thing. But um, but yeah, I would say, hey, let me hold that stuff and, and let me let you get yourself back together. John is an angel. Go. He is from heaven. He knows the solutions for everything. Oh, man. Well, oh. now I know what to do just in case I'm ever in that situation. Oh, speaking of old people, um, we had a, we had a lady in our church that wrote a letter to the president. And at the time that was Bill Clinton. And, oh, um, Bill. and yeah. she, she I got an him. answer from him. She got an answer. She got an answer with a signed autographed, you know, photo. What? And she was thrilled. She was absolutely thrilled. And she brought it, um, on, on the bus to, uh, to the old folks. They, they called it, uh, teenagers. And uh, she came and she was showing people and all of the good Republican Christians were just horrified that she was thrilled with this. And they're <laughs> telling her, you should get rid of that. You should tear that up. I would tear that up if I were you. And she turned to the pastor that was closest to her and she said, pastor, would you tear this up? And he just shrugs his shoulders. He takes it from her and rips it right in half. <laughs> he did it. He did. And she just melts down. And he's like, what do I do? <laughs> you asked me to tear it up. He had to pay to get oh. it repaired. <laughs> her picture. Her beautiful picture. <laughs> she asked him to do it. Pastor, would you tear this up? <laughs> No context, you know. Uh, you, you That's just, why we need to have a sound for question marks, right? Right. <laughs> Would you tear this up? Yoink, yoink. <laughs> or she probably was exclaiming, so that would have been a boing. Right, right. I mean, she, she, she was just running it past him, you know? All these people are being so mean to me. Would you tear this up? He's like, okay. <laughs> Uh, it is a picture of Bill Clinton, after all. I'll, I'll happily do that. All right, this this story is called uh, "Oh No Afterglow," and it's oh afterglows. I miss those. Yeah, yeah. It's from Michael's mom. That's what it's from. Michael's mom. Michael sent in a story, um, and he sent in two. One was from Michael's mom. So here we go. Michael's stories later. Uh, from the time I was born, she says, to the time I moved from the neighborhood after marriage, I went to the same church in the inner city of East Denver. And this is one account that I can remember from my childhood experiences in this church. Growing up, church was an all-day affair where I had to get on my Sunday best dress and heels regardless of the terrain and weather outside. Denver gets pretty snowy and icy in the winter. Going to church on Sunday morning was followed by attending the Sunday night service I drove my 1974 candy apple red Ford Maverick this particular winter, windy, uh, winter Sunday night. Now that I could drive, I chose to drive so I wouldn't have to greet and talk to every church member at the end of the service like my parents <laughs> would since they were very active in the church leadership. My intent was to shake hands with the pastor, his wife, and the deacons that would customarily be standing at the exit when the service was over, and that's how I was planning to only have to greet four or five people and then make my exit in my car. Unbeknownst to me, as I hurried in my high heels across the icy street of the church property, I found to my dismay that my car battery had been stolen, cables and all. Ooh. There you go. That's city life. My plan to zip home was crushed. Instead, with my head hung, I sauntered back into the church. To my chagrin, I walked back in the front doors to wait for my mom and dad to drive me home. Oh. This entailed me talking and greeting every single member of the church. <laughs> A grueling hour of boring conversations passed by the time we were 
in my parents' car since this was before smartphones and Candy Crush were a thing to pass the time with. Finally, we got to my parents' car and my dad drove ever so slowly on the icy roads, never hitting the 30 mile per hour speed limit all the way back to the house. <laughs> Hope this makes it on the show. I'm just kidding. I added that. <laughs> <laughs> Michael's mom. Michael's mom who doesn't listen to the show. Yeah. <laughs> we, we've had some folks in the, in the chat room ask what an afterglow is. So oh, I guess we should explain that. Oh, huh? yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's I don't know if it's anything outside of the Pentecostal group, but church. Oh, we did it in the Baptist church too. Oh, really? Okay. Well, I'll, yeah. I'll just speak from my perspective, and you can share it in the Baptist version. But in, at church, when you go to church, people go for the experience, and they're supposed to feel the movement of the Spirit, and God's going to move today mightily, and it's going to feel good, and it's going to be good, and and we're going to dance, and we're going to prance, and we're going to greet. And we're going to hear from the word of God and it's all going to be awesome. And then afterwards, whether it's at the church or whether you get together to go eat dinner or lunch or whatever. Yeah. It's (laughs) called an afterglow where you, you kind of bring whatever that was at that church with you to experience it in a different context, you know, and they call it, it's a church word. There's no doubt. Um, but it's, it's kind of like the, f- the fire's still going. It's just still glowing. Yeah. I'm just going to hang out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for us, when I worked in the Baptist church, our afterglows were planned. Oh, and it usually was a, um, it ha- really didn't have anything to do with the church service. It was just a time after church for everybody to get together and have like ice cream or something like that. And we just hung out and socialized. That's pretty much what it was. And when we were doing youth stuff, it was always like a some kind of youth party, a, a youth afterglow. So Okay. There you go. Yeah. Well, I've been educated. You've all been educated. Now you know what an afterglow is. And uh yeah, this one was uh the Ono afterglow. She did not want to stay. <laughs> she didn't want to stay for that afterglow. No. She was trying to get out as soon as possible, just like my kids, they drive separately to yep. church so that they can leave right after it's over because yep. mom and dad are going to talk to people and probably go to lunch with somebody. So, well, Michael's mom must be a little bit of an introvert because, uh, I, I, I can definitely, uh, see the, the beauty in, in that. <laughs> okay. Well, sorry, Michael's mom. I'm guessing that happened a long time ago since she was driving a 74. Yeah. Candy Apple Red Ford Maverick. Must have been. With no batteries. Well, I got another story from Emmy here. All you right. The, uh, the the skirt scare? Yeah. Or, I'm sorry. The skirt scare. I allowed so, it. Usually we don't do more than one story per person, but um, it was a theme show and she sent two good stories. So Sent two good church ones, so here we go. This is a stupid uh, drywall. I'm going to call it the stupid drywall. So we were remodeling our church. There's this piece of sheetrock ran- and random paint buckets lying around in closets in different places all the time. I guess they were always having to repair their walls. They must go to one of those kind of churches. Um, Emmy says, I was a new convert and was very zealous about everything. Yep. We we had a work day, and I was on it, because that's what <laughs> new convert zealous people do. Yeah. They, they're there anytime the doors are open. Oh, yeah, and, and that's great. We thank you. Don't ever lose that zeal and fire. Even though you will. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Probably. Unless you're Just, Mike. <laughs> Pastor Mike. You- <laughs> Hallelujah to you. Well, see, he was paid to be there and do that. So. Uh, he was that way before, though. Okay. <laughs> he, he was always that way. And and want to understand, but when he was an alcoholic, he was that way, too. He was just over and above everything, huh. everything he ever did. So it was mostly so personality. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I'm glad he's using that personality for the glory of God now. Yeah. Well, Emmy says, on the day that we had the uh, work day, um, they were, we were painting the sanctuary. Yes, because every now and then you got to do that. Our baptistry is situated behind the platform at the end of our, at the head of our sanctuary. Has a huge opening for watching the baptisms, and there are changing rooms on either end of it. Uh, We had all the doors open in there so that we could see from one end uh, of the room 
to the other across the ends of the baptistry. I was painting in one changing room. The youth leader was in the baptistry on a ladder painting, and his wife was on the other end in the other changing room painting. I wasn't looking where I was going, and I kicked a hunk of sheetrock. And I shouted, ouch, stupid piece of sheetrock. <laughs> Paint rollers went askew, jaws dropped, eyes bugged out of their head. <laughs> See, I was a fresh convert, and they, they, they done a lot, thought I lost my Holy Ghost because uh, all they heard was, ouch, stupid piece of sh-. <laughs> I looked over and I said, what? I said, stupid piece of sheetrock. <laughs> and they all took a sigh of relief. Oh. We still have a good laugh about it, and that was just 11 years ago. Oh, man. It's so funny to me, the the accidental almost swearing stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Because I hear it all the time. You know, everywhere I go, if it's not the music coming from the car at the next gas pump, you know, um, it's it's people swearing at each other and cussing cussing at me if I, uh, I've, I've been cussed out a few times here in the city. And, uh, sure. and it, and, and it just bounces right off me cause it has to, you know, it, it, otherwise you're going to, you're going to die. You're going to cry. But, uh, right. anyway, it's funny. It is funny when you think somebody has said something that they shouldn't say every now and then I'll have somebody email me and say, you said a bad word on episode 147 or something like that. And I'm like, what Or the, there's a bad word in the theme song. <laughs> No, there's not. <laughs> right. It's always some middle schooler. You know, I was like, I've been playing Miss that thing for it. years and you don't, you, you're the first person to have found it. Yeah. Right. So anyway, our, our pastor used to say, um, scared spitless. <laughs> he hasn't said it in a while. So I'm wondering if maybe somebody said, Hey, you should stop saying scared spitless. <laughs> it's like our but, pastor. Uh, He's, he was 70 something years old. And uh, he would talk about the relationship between Paul and Peter. Uh-huh. And and um, I don't remember exactly what he would say about it, but he would summarize it with every Paul has a Peter. And <laughs> we would all look at each other like every Paul has a what? <laughs> okay. All right, all y'all middle schoolers down there on the front row, stop oh, laughing. It was every pastor in the side on the side sitting on the <laughs> stage the too. Pastor. We were all looking at each other with our, you know, trying not to smile. So, <laughs> oh goodness. Anyway, it's always okay. good. Um, Redeem us. Yes, uh, and and he he would talk about uh, the BET channel, Black Entertainment Television, and uh, he he would say that Bet Channel, that Bet Channel. <laughs> bet channel it, yeah he didn't know it was bet bet oh gotcha i was like well maybe he's just pronouncing the acronym was, like everybody else yeah does. he was he was spelling it out anyway uh this one's called defective display and it's from michael Mix- mixeroni on discord uh for about six years i've served on the audiovisual volunteer team at my old church thank uh, you yes again thank you very important very important job I climbed the ranks from camera operator to lead video director. This means I was in charge of compiling the real-time footage from my handful of camera operators, the worship band lyrics, pro presenter, and any other media that was deemed necessary for the service. My video feeds would go out into the massive projector screens in the auditorium, the live stream, and the screens all over around the building. So pretty darn important job. Yeah, that's an important role. As our setup in the building developed, someone determined it would be a good idea to put a GoPro in the tech booth, which was on the Uh-oh. second floor of the building with a small window overlooking the stage. And this was important. So instead of hopping on the comms to see if someone was in the booth and getting no reply, people downstairs could just look at the screen and see who was available. Like most churches, our yeah, Christmas nice. services were the biggest and most important of the year. Seats started filling 15 minutes before service, and my friend Cody and I headed up to the booth, which we called the Nerd's Nest, to get ready for the service. Nice. We talked through the plan for the service, and he reminded me that I needed to put a pre-edited countdown video live on the big screens before the service started. If you've never used a video switcher before, one row of buttons puts the cameras or source on standby, which means they're not live. 
and the other row cuts immediately to the source and puts it live on the screens. In a poor effort to put the countdown video live in front of an almost full audience before the service, I put the GoPro live footage Oops. of the tech booth live on every screen and projector <laughs> in the building. I looked at my hand. I saw the red button under my finger. I looked up at the pro program output. I saw my dumbfounded face on it. <laughs> I looked, I looked <laughs> back. Going on? I looked at Cody in his puzzlement. Then I scurried to change the output to the countdown video. And after a few seconds of processing the embarrassment that just happened, Cody and I just started laughing, especially when reconstructing what the throng saw as, as two random <laughs> dudes in the nerd's nest popped up on the video screens, flailed around, then disappeared with no explanation. Cody and I were, <laughs> were both glad this happened eight minutes before the service rather than the middle of the busiest service of the year. For the, for the rest of Cody and I's time at the church, I never lived that down. At any mistake I made, he was quick to remind me of the time I put the panic two of us live on air for anyone to see. <laughs> Although it felt like our confused looks were on the screen for a lifetime, it was probably only about five seconds. Nevertheless, it was humbling. Uh, Michael from Mix Running from yeah. Discord. So, yeah. The people in the nerd's nest get zero credit. They do, unless something goes wrong. Accidentally yeah, they put their face up there on purpose. That's what they did. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, I, I, for some reason, I was picturing Wayne and Garth up there. <laughs> <laughs> what do we do, Wayne? A little bit of a fisheye lens effect going yeah. on. You know, look, leaning into the camera, looking in. Why, why are we up on the screen? So, how did we get there? <laughs> oh man! Oh wow. Well, th th our next story actually takes place in the tech booth. All right. It comes to us from 13-year-old Emmeline. All right. This is Mute Mistakes. My story starts in my church's sound booth where my brothers and I work. That fateful Sunday was one of our first times doing sound without any parental guidance. Small church. Small church, yeah. I was very anxious about getting everything right that day, as you would be. So there I was, my hands hovering over the mute buttons and such so that I would be ready for the next section. But one of my fingers slipped, and by foul chance, I muted the woman speaking. <laughs> Not only did she point us out to the church explaining how we all make mistakes, but uh. my grandpa, who just so happens to be the preacher, went up to the pulpit and pretended that his mic was not on. He was talking without making sounds for a while. And then he laughed and said, ah, I'm just kidding. It's on. <laughs> Which totally freaked us out since we thought we muted someone again. But everything was good. And then he proudly started his sermon on Lemons Lemons. Oh. Hope this makes it on the show. I hope he did preach about Lemons Lemons. That would be a great sermon. Yeah, that would be. That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, I... Uh, as a children's pastor, I was always nice to um, uh, sound people, and uh, my my uh, 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 the people that clean the church. Oh yes, custodial, custodial staff. crew. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. uh, nobody worked harder for us, and and uh, nobody deserved more credit than those guys. I'll tell you what. Right on. Uh, anyway, this one's called "Amazing Gross." Uh, uh oh, <laughs> it's by Liam Seeley. So I need to be prepared. You're doing a church theme show, he says. I was excited to hear this because I it brought back memories of some interesting things that had happened to me at church over the years. This story I'm about to tell you is my personal favorite. So this story takes place when I was nine years old. My dad used to be a pastor, and sometimes he would let me take part in the service. Most of the time yeah. it was reading a Bible verse, but this time he let me sing in the worship team. And I was very excited because I love to sing worship songs. And after practicing the songs with the rest of the worship team on Sunday before my big day, I was ready. I woke up on Sunday with goosebumps. I could not contain my excitement. I was so happy that I was going to sing in front of the whole church. So once we got to church and everyone had sat down, it was I was more than ready to sing. We had just started to sing the first song when I felt a little rumbly and my tumbly. <laughs> and the smile drained from my face. I went pale. What happened next is something I don't normally talk about, but this is that story show and getting a story read on the show is the highest honor you can receive in life. So if you haven't already guessed what happens here, it is. 
I threw up all over the stage right in the middle of the church. Oh, no. We got everywhere. On the microphones, the speakers, and unfortunately, oh. on the people sitting in the splash zone on the front row. What? <laughs> <laughs> it was such a mess that church literally had to be postponed until that afternoon so the mess could oh. be cleaned up and the horrible stench could be vanquished. It has mm. been seven years since that incident, and I'm still excommunicated. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you <can't> excommunicated. <laughs> And it's still talked about at our church. My dad has even used some of it in his sermons. This was just a little of the puke that we saved from that day. No, he didn't mean it that way. Um, Thank you for reading my show and I hope our story and hope it gets on the show. Liam Seeley. P.S. The song we were singing was Amazing Grace. Therefore, the song, uh, the story (laughs) title had to be Amazing Gross. So, oh, amazing grace it reminds me of my sister one time we were in church and we were singing this song called we've i've got the power in the name of jesus we've got the power in the name of the lord though satan rages we will not be defeated no no we've got the power in the name of the lord except my sister had to burp so it came out we've got the power <laughs> and it was so freaking funny. It uh, was just a burp. It was just a big old burp right in the power part. <laughs> power. <laughs> Which sister was that? Amy. Okay. I can see that happening. Leanne probably would have turned uh, into a bat and flown away. Yeah, she would have. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, Amy probably just took a bow too, didn't she? Oh, I'm sure she did. I'm sure she did. <laughs> Man. I've, I've thrown up in church though. I, uh, I've, I've told it on the show before, but I was just sitting there minding my own business. And we were in a church that met in a hotel. And so all the chairs were, you know, just sitting next to each other, no pews or anything. And I turned around to my sister and I said, I feel like I'm going to throw up. (laughs) And as I turned my head back around, I began to do just that. And, uh, luckily there was nobody sitting right next to me, but I started this crescent shaped puke Uh, as I, as I turned my head back to face forward and the chairs just spread like the freaking, uh, uh, red sea, man. They, they parted and my puke was right there. And the pastor never skipped a beat, man. He just kept on going through the whole thing. And I ran to the bathroom and picked chicken out of my nose and, uh, I don't know what happened to my puke. I wasn't responsible for it, but hopefully the 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 Holiday Inn cleaned it up. So otherwise, it's still there and spend forty. They years. charged extra if they did. <laughs> <laughs> what is it about churches meeting in in hotels? We did that when I was growing up too. Well, now the thing to do is is uh, theaters. You know, you, a theater, right? Yeah, or a school. Yeah, I, I went to a I church. Guess it makes sense. That you don't was in have a school. to own a building and. Yeah. Kind of get your start there until you can afford it. Yeah, buildings are. If you think about it, a church building is the worst investment possible. And yeah. I've and I've heard pastors say this: you, you use it, you know, if, at its full potential once or twice at most a week, and then the rest of the week, it, you know, this big sanctuary that you have to heat and cool and maintain stays empty. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, so yeah, yeah. If you can save a few bucks meeting at a a hotel, uh, you know, banquet hall or, or, or a, movie theater. Or, yeah. Movie theater or, or a strip mall or whatever it is, you know, you, you should do that. So anyway, indeed, indeed. mine, mine meets in a, in an old theater. And, uh, so anyway, it works out good. Pretty cool. The Melvin. Yeah. The Melvin. Woo-hoo. Well, anyway, guys, that is our stories for today. Surely you've got a story. I bet you do. Uh, whatever your story is, send your stories, email or audio to that story show at gmail.com. That story is the website. Review us in the show at review.nlcast.com. And thanks to our patrons for your support with special thanks to our producers, James Spangler, Jennifer Kennison, Eric Kube, Carrie Wright, and Christopher Tynan support. We, the work we do and get more stories from your favorite podcast today at patreon.com slash that story show. And remember when something weird, annoying, embarrassing, or painful happens to you, don't get stressed. Don't get depressed. Just think, Hey, 
this belongs on that story show we'll see you guys next week bye bye john bye james see you later dude yeah see you later alligator at parker our purpose is simple we want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently by using more sustainable practices by developing better technologies we keep moving forward with each new idea innovation and partnership we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.